0: Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. or a theology and
1: apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, we hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and to, especially to those that do not know Christ.
2: To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com. A little morbid, but if you die tomorrow, single. What would they say on your tombstone? Would it just mm. be that like Kate she pined after men forever and just wanted to be married. Wow. Like and died incomplete that, and, and died without right. fulfilling that dream. Wow. Like I think there's so many singles that live in that state of like if they died next week like they would just have been thinking about marriage this whole time. And I'm like you don't want that to be the legacy you leave. No way.
0: And- oh. What's going on guys? Welcome back to questions with Caden. I'm your host Caden Fabrizio and just want to welcome you to this podcast. If you like me holding this microphone, let me know because I kind of like it court kind of feels good. I got a little extra freedom. It feels like I don't know if I'm a two hand mic guy yet. Or if I'm a one-hand mic guy yet, I don't know if it's a left hand, but we're going to get comfortable with it. But thanks for clicking on the pod. I just want to welcome you here to this podcast where in every single episode we ask one question and try and dive deeply uh, into that question and give you guys something to think about that hopefully becomes an answer or a bridge to a deeper relationship with Jesus. couple quick things for y'all before we jump into this amazing episode. With Kate and J.J. Tomlin today from The Heart of Dating, first thing— big shout out as always to UME Media for just having us into the studio. Courtney, come here. Come here real fast. Just come here. Just come here. This this amazing individual right here that I love so much. This is her place. I don't know, but say hey. Hey. She owns this amazing studio, also produces the podcast, and so let me just say this. If you need any creative space needs, go to ume click on studio button, you can rent this for whatever you need. I mean, you could probably rent it and have lunch in here if you wanted. I'm sure she'd let that that happen. Yeah, she said, yeah. Cool. Secondly, big shout-out to Life Audio. Thanks so much for all y'all do. Go ahead and go to lifeaudio.com to check out all of the amazing podcasts they have, podcasts on marriage, dating. They also have this really cool historical biblical context podcast I just found out about. So you guys can go check that out as well. Um, and then lastly, I mean, if you love me, if you love us, if you love Matt, which, by the way, Matt's back. Hey, Maddie, How are you, man? He said he's good. Um, you'll see him in the next couple of episodes, but he's back, and it feels right. Um, but if you'd like us, please subscribe to the podcast everywhere. It helps us out so much. Um, and if this episode encourages you, which it's an amazing episode, um, share it with a friend or a family member. Um, but today on the pod, we have Kate and JJ Tomlin coming on the pod today to talk about... Singleness. We're answering the question today why am I single? They have an amazing podcast and ministry called The Heart of Dating where they help singles. Find a person to advance the kingdom with, and um, I just love what they're doing, I love them as people, and I'm really excited for you guys to check out this episode. So let's jump right in. Hey guys,
2: hey, welcome
0: to the pod. What's up?
2: It's so pumped to be here. I
0: honestly am stoked. I just told you guys, but I will tell the listeners, this is the first time we have more than one guest on the show.
2: That's fun. It's, Are you nervous to interview two people at once?
0: I feel like I'm on a job interview,
2: <laughs> yeah. You know uh, how I agree I, like, I'm getting interviewed. Oh, okay. Like, what's
0: your strengths and weaknesses? Yeah, like Well, how are you? You Which is the worst interviews when you're
2: interviewed by two people at once. And they give
0: each other the weird, like, those ones. Right. The weird, like, nods.
2: Well, Kate
1: Kate always tries to give me the nods. Yeah. Especially in, like, uh, social... Circumstances. I'm like,
2: hey, babe, come on. I yeah. we're working on our married cues. Like, oh, good, hey, yeah. let's exit the situation. They all go over <laughs> yeah. my head,
1: and I'm yeah. like, I'm
2: like, I, we we figure out the cue beforehand, and then when it comes time to doing the cue, JJ is like not looking. Okay. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey.
0: Which what? one of you guys is more like extroverted
1: or in like a social situation? <laughs> I'm definitely a little bit more extroverted in my own universe. Okay, and like Kate can be having a good time at nine o'clock. Yeah, and nine o one hits, and she's like it's ready time to, go. to go. I'm yeah. like, I'm. You have your like boundaries. Yeah, yeah. I'm like turning
2: into a pumpkin. Okay. we gotta go, babe. it's yeah, like yeah. burn
0: bright. And die then it's young. like a
2: thirty minute goodbye from because you gotta peel
0: him out of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel I'm you. Yeah, I'm you. I have a hard time saying goodbye. I have a hard time saying bye too. Yeah. I have friends. They leave. They do like the Irish goodbyes. Hey y'all, see ya, or yeah. just disappear. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll meet you guys in the car, and then I'm out. Not out for an hour. Yeah. Because I'll say bye to everyone at the party and then realize, oh, we didn't talk.
1: Right. And then we got to talk. How you been,
0: man? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't want to just say hi, bye. You know? (laughs) That's
2: exactly what you do, honey. I
1: know. I think Kate, in theory, wants to be the hi, bye, but she's not. Yeah. And so she's a little, I'm going to call you out, a little bit hypocritical.
2: Wow. (laughs) You know, sometimes, no, it does happen to me, too. You know what it
0: just changed into? It went from job interview to now I'm like a marriage counselor. I know It just switched The power dynamic is switched.
1: So so tell me more about that. That's great. Tell more so anyone, about that. Okay, we're not falling for yeah, that. Yeah. this is how I feel. We got to restore the dynamic. <laughs> okay. Oh man, so, Kaden, what's Are up? you excited about the podcast today,
2: dude? I am
0: stoked, man. Thanks for coming on, guys. <gasps> Making excited. the long drive up from Orange County,
2: it was good. all the
0: way up to Pasadena. Big shout out to you and me Studios. <laughs> um, but so to have you guys, yeah, for we're real, this is gonna be really fun. We're I'm talking.
2: Just hang. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I, I told the, for the listeners, I told Kate and JJ like the. My like heart for having people on the podcast has changed. Mm. Like I, I used to wanna like come on here and kinda like almost like preach together. Yeah. You know, like hey, let's let's attack a topic together. Yes. Which we are. We're gonna talk about singleness today. Mm. Um and the question we're asking is why am I still single? Not me. Like you. <laughs>
2: but we but might do also- that. <laughs> You know what I mean? But we might. You know,
0: But also, you don't know what they're going to ask. You really don't. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm just excited to just chop it up with you guys today. Yeah. There's not much on the docket. I got a, a Bible verse for us to read, mm-hmm. kind of set the foundation. Maybe we'll pray. And then I'm just eager to hang, get to know you
1: guys. Yeah.
0: Better. Let's do it. Better. I mean, we, we kind of obviously know each other. We yeah. met at a friend of ours wedding, Riley yes. Sewell. Yes. But have like Riley missed Kehoe each now. other. Oh my bad, sorry, uh, Jack. That's doing, <laughs> so, dude. that's disrespectful to you, Jack. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I love, love you Jack. too much to be acting like that. Um, but yeah, we. Uh, I'm excited just to get to sit down and kind of hear some of your story. I've yeah. got the handheld today which might be better for me now that I'm like, I have it. I can move around a you little bit more. Can, like, There's some more freedom. Yeah, I nice. mean, yeah. I kind of feel like I'm preaching right now, but it feels nice. <laughs> so let me know in the comments if you like this handheld thing or if you're like, Kate, okay, it's too much. Um, but how about we do this, guys? Let's pray. Yeah. Um, let's read a scripture. Mm. And then let's just chat. Okay. Do how does it. it sound? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. All right. I'm going to read the scripture and then we can pray. Ecclesiastes <laughs> 4, 9 through 12 says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will be kept warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Jackets. Just kidding. <laughs> like, okay. Though one like may it. be overpowered, two can defend themselves. Mm. And a cord of three strands is not so quickly broken uh, I'm excited to talk today about singleness and the importance of singleness leading into
1: relationship. Yeah. Um, but you guys want to pray? Yeah. We'll yeah, do I'll do it. Jesus, thank you for community. Thank you that single or not, married or not, divorced or not, we don't have to go through this life alone. Mm-hmm. And that more importantly, we don't just have you, but we have community. In Christ, you died for the gift of community. So we humble ourselves today saying we can't do this by ourselves. We have way too many weaknesses. But in those weaknesses, we boast because your grace is sufficient for us. That's where you step up Mm -hmm. in us. And that's where we can have the humility that we need each other in community to accomplish the great mission that you have invited us to participate in. Mm -hmm. So we thank you, Jesus, whatever season we're in in our life we just take a moment to surrender and say that your plan is better than our plan. Yeah. Mm. In your name, amen.
0: Amen. Yeah, Solid good. prayer. <laughs> this guy's you. got a
1: secret place. Know. <laughs> <laughs> it's always funny after somebody prays, you're like, are you internally rating it, the prayer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, a little bit. You know Like
0: you know, you grew up in church when you're rating someone's public
1: prayer. I'm like, that was a pretty good prayer. <laughs> you know, you're like, hmm. You're like, Didn't you Uh, have one of your
2: siblings once say at like a Thanksgiving dinner or something? They were like, that wasn't a good prayer day. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, I know. (laughs) He's not really, he's not walking with God. <laughs> but yeah. he's like,
2: hey, yeah. that was a weak prayer.
1: Yeah. You got, you
0: got like a cousin, go, hey, we need to
1: talk. Yeah, he's yeah, a little yeah, facetious. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. He's kind of take a, a personal, you know, like, hey, that yeah, he wasn't very he good He goes, prayer. hey, let
0: me sit you down. Just like, Are you I, like, I know. okay? He was trying <laughs> to get a reaction yeah, of yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know,
1: <laughs> and so you, you can't give in.
0: Yeah, no, you really can't. You got to <laughs> fight it. Did I just hear that y'all went to Europe for six weeks?
2: Yes. Yeah. We did? Where did
1: you go? That's insane. (laughs) It was a long trip.
2: It was long. I miss it. Yeah. Do you? You're like glad to be back.
1: Nah, I was ready to be back.
2: Yeah. So we went to, so, you know, backstory is that my dream originally was to get married in the south of France. Wow. Um, But, you know, when (laughs) you're getting, you as a woman might have like these ideas. Something light. Something just casual. You know, though, it is actually not that expensive to rent a chateau to get married in. So for all my single people, this dream could be a reality. What's was the
0: craziest thing I've that's ever heard sure in my life.
2: No, it's not that expensive. <laughs> really? it can be less expensive to get married at a chateau in France than in America. Yeah. I'm telling you, especially in well, California. Yeah, like some
0: people are dropping forty yes, grand easily. More, a the
2: average wedding cost is like thirty five thousand. Yeah,
1: crazy. Yeah,
2: I mean that's average in California. Yeah. that is higher. You, you can get a
1: chateau with like thirty rooms. And food for the weekend yeah.
0: for like 20000 Can yes. I like be really honest for
1: a sec? <laughs> no idea what a chateau is.
2: It's a castle. Matt,
0: what's a chateau? <laughs> Matt has no Matt idea Also, is? guys, Matt's back. I forgot to tell you guys. Matt's hey. back. He was on vacation. He's back. Back on the ones and twos. Hey, Matt, love you. Can you pull up a picture of what a chateau is for me? Thank you.
2: You got to see Sorry to interrupt. So I just need actually, to see. It's a
1: fancy word for a castle.
2: It's a French word for <laughs> <a> castle. <laughs> say castle. That's crazy. I know. I know. But it's, what? But it's like a. It's a smaller
1: castle. It's not like Walt Disney World castle. Got
0: it. It's like a well, middle, class it middle, class castle, middle class castle. It can be middle class castle. If that exists. That but
1: you're going to yeah. see a
2: photo of it, and some of them are like really big.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, some are like kings and queens. That's so, insane.
2: Needless to say, I wanted to get married in chateau, south of France. I yeah. Imagine hearing that. Imagine hearing that as <laughs> a fiance. JJ was like, yeah. Uh, check bank account. You know, I told yeah. him this before we got engaged. I was like, you know, this is my dream, and he's like, mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, he didn't decline my dream, so I'm thinking yeah, no. he's on board. This is going to be great. Okay. Then we it's actually get engaged, yeah. and I'm like, great, we're planning this wedding. This <laughs> it's France. one of those
1: things that you hear, and you're like, wait, you were serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You go. No, like people have dreams. Like, I want to go to space. Yes. <laughs> but like. But it, I was like, you know, no,
2: babe, like, literally it's cheaper. Like, look at we could get a week in France for, like, 30, 40 of our favorite people for, like, 20 grand. Like, okay, that's insane.
0: That's not bad, actually.
2: I mean... It's, it's smooth, not bad. It's a smooth 20 G. <laughs> yeah. It just
1: depends I mean, if you want to bring... I mean, it sounds like a lot, bring, but when you know, you know how much
2: venues cost in no, America... it's true. It's true. You're, you're going like, to spend that. And they that. can, sp- like, stay there. So it's not just, like, the venue. You're there Vacation. vacationing, and your people are there with yeah, you. But- so... Anyway, but it was impossible because, you know, you get engaged and then you have to make sacrifices. Where did this so, dream
0: come from, though?
2: I love France okay. and all things France. You'd been before? Yes. Okay. And I've never I've never been to the south of France where I wanted to get married. Okay. Um, but I saw, like, other people had gotten married there yeah. and I was like, I want to do this yeah, so yeah. badly.
0: One of my best friends is playing basketball in France next year.
2: <gasps> Amazing. In
0: Le Mans, which okay. is, like, south of Paris. Mm-hmm. And him and his wife are just stoked and i am probably going to go visit them at the end of their season so like probably june ish in 2024 if <laughs> it lines up if we can like make june it work and we're gonna best. like go do like france yeah. and yeah. europe that's what i did
1: i played i so i played american football in oh, switzerland nice. oh i didn't know that yeah so i didn't know have, switzerland did american football well they have <laughs> so they have football american football and basketball all over europe like club style okay and they bring over americans to come play And you can only have a certain amount of Americans on the field Mm. or a court at a time. Wow. Same for basketball. Okay. And so... Yeah, so like in basketball, they can only have like two. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Because they want to grow the game organically. They
0: just don't want a bunch of Americans.
1: I know. I'm like, well, for value, you know, you're better off. But they want to grow it and make it homegrown. Fair. Yeah. So every country has clubs. Wow. Yes
2: it's not very known. We actually went to an American football game in France.
1: Yeah, it was so much fun. Like a
2: football I didn't game. You know where... Europe
0: was doing American football at all. Yeah. Do you have that chateau? Yes, yeah, so it's castle. Okay, got it. He doesn't have a <laughs> mic. He doesn't have a mic right now. He goes But now
2: you're impressed, right? Are you looking at a French chateau? It was a castle for Yeah.
0: It's... I don't know if they can anything they can hear him, but he just said Matt just said I said, do you have that picture? And he goes, yeah, it's a castle. It's like, cool. All I need to know, move on. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Chateaus are castles. Chateaus are castles. <laughs> and they have American football. Your dream's not done. Okay, it's done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, got it. That's on me. My bad. No, so this this makes me really excited to hear kind of like yeah. what your guys' life was like pre-marriage. Mm. We're talking today, asking the question, why am I still single? But I, I'm a guy who believes, with what I've walked through, yeah. being engaged, breaking up, date, Have I've had girlfriends before that, mm-hmm. haven't had a girlfriend since, but I really believe that there's power in singleness. There's yes. power in like, there's this kind of idea in the church that you want to survive your singleness. And I always say like, Hey, I believe that God wants you to thrive in your singleness because there's so much you can learn and do that will lead into healthy relationships Mm -hmm. in the future.
2: Yeah, there's so like I'm, this idea, sorry to interrupt you, like no, no. that singleness is like a waiting pattern. Yeah. It's like this waiting zone, mm-hmm. almost like being at the airport. You have a great analogy for that. But like, you know, you're waiting to get on your flight to get to your real destination, which is like right. marriage. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you, a lot of people see singleness as. And I don't blame them because it is what culture has perpetuated, like totally. this idea of marriage, even churches in some ways, mm-hmm. like you see a lot of married leaders. You don't see a lot of single leaders. You see a lot of marriage ministries, not single ministries. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, what about that verse we just read in Ecclesiastes?
2: Right. I mean, I was thinking about that. I'm like, whoa.
1: But could
2: that not apply also to community, not just marriage? No, absolutely. I think it can apply
1: to friendship.
0: I think my favorite part says a cord of three strands is not Mm -hmm. quickly broken. Like, obviously, when you're talking about two, what's the third? It's Jesus. Yeah. So like this, to me, this verse talks a lot about like, the power of building relationships on the foundation of Christ. Mm. And I would say friendships as well yeah, can yeah. be part of that for sure. That's not
1: So that's not exclusively a marriage verse. Yeah, yeah. That's a relational verse. Absolutely. Or it's basically saying two people accomplish more than one alone. Absolutely. On the foundation of Christ. Yeah. Which singleness, sadly, is that waiting time. Like we always say— Or they, it's
2: seen as that. Right. Well, yeah.
1: it's like you go to the airport— I don't know about you. I love the lobby waiting for my flight. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you can drink, eat anything you want. Work doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm definitely like a chill out guy. Yeah, 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 I got my download of Netflix. Are you getting to the airport mad early? No. So, there, okay, so is this Caleb in between We're just talking about it. this, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. There's two and uh, one marries the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like an hour's good regardless. Yeah, I
0: push it every time. You I'm do. like, what time do my bags have to be checked? 45 minutes? Yeah. I'll get there. Well, now See. we like getting
2: there a little early if we have lounge access. We're sounding um, really bougie at the moment, but oh, you
0: guys are going to flex on
1: this podcast, you know?
2: But wow. <laughs> no, no, that's the adult on
1: version. <laughs> you know, <that's> like, <laughs> graduated promised land of credit card rewards. Yeah, absolutely. You know?
0: I just want to get an Amex just so I can get in the lounge. <laughs> I know exactly. it's worth it.
1: We got one for the business. Yeah, have to.
0: And, and it, The worth lounge it. has
2: been awesome. Yeah, if you're gonna but, be flying, it's worth
0: yeah, it. Yeah, it's for ministry, of course. Yeah. Right. Totally. We're That's gonna minister right. in the lounge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Over at the free food.
0: And, uh, yeah. Absolutely. You, you know. We actually have. You like yeah, walking to someone and you go, Hey, you like free things? Yeah. Well, Christ is a free gift for oh your my life. Goodness. It's called Or oh, you salvation. bring someone with you, this is yeah. my treat. Yeah, my
1: gift for you. Not for me, for you. Yeah, absolutely. I know. But I think you know, when you're waiting for that flight that is one of my favorite feelings of the world. Mm. It's like, I don't do work. Yeah. I'm just hanging out. Yeah. And like responsibility doesn't exist. But the second that flight, I look at the board is a minute delayed, 10 minutes delayed, 30 minutes delayed, an hour, you know, forbid that you're flying spirit, you know, <laughs> and you're going to be waiting a while. I walk by the spirit. I don't fly it. Dude, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness. Literally fly it. You know, yeah. it's So tough. Um, And by the way, the spirit videos that come out every week, you know, from the customer service crack me up. Yeah, it's so sus. It's just a weekly like spirit update. You know. But as soon as it starts getting delayed, you're pissed, right? You're upset because Mm -hmm. you had an agreement. Yeah. And that agreement is not being honored. Mm -hmm. And we what we see in singleness is people make this invisible handshake with God. That by the magic number is 30. Yeah. Mm. That the second I go over, the year that goes by, the year that goes by, the year goes, they are so disappointed. Yeah. They're so upset. Mm. They're so hurt because they say, God, I gave you my life. Mm -hmm. I did my job. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You didn't honor your side of the bargain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that in scripture, there is no promise for a spouse. Yeah. Anywhere.
0: Yeah. It actually, Paul in 1 Corinthians talks about how he wished we would all be single. Yes. Which is a crazy thing. Yeah. Last night I was I was reading those verses and I was yes. like, this is insane. 1 yes. Corinthians 7. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 7. Paul's going, hey, like I, you'd be a better servant of God if you were single. Right. If mm-hmm. you could be like me and be single. And then he goes on to say basically like, but if serving the Lord for you is going to be better with a partner, then I guess go ahead.
1: Yeah. Yes. Or he's like, if you can't, Control your urges. Yeah, if you're burning with lust.
0: <laughs> just oh, get married. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's yeah. like his
1: definition of marriage. like, It's got to be the most romantic partner uh-huh. ever. They have to have the perfect eyes, <laughs> yeah. great jawline, their last name as a job. fit. Yeah. And Paul's like, if you want to have sex, just get married. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Paul's <laughs>
0: like, just find whoever's closest Yeah, and just wrap it up. Seriously. It. It's, it's honestly what it feels like. Yeah. You're, yeah, yeah. That was But his his he definition. literally
2: makes the point, like, the beauty of singleness is... Yeah having undivided devotion to the Lord. Oh, like you have, and I know singles hate hearing this. So we have <laughs> to get into like talking about like, cause we're married and people hate hearing this for married people. yeah. But yeah. like we really yeah, practice like, this guys in suck. our singleness. You're holding hands <laughs> right now. But like literally it's like, undivided devotion to the Lord you have more freedom in time now than you ever will and like being married does change the amount of commitments you have the amount of freedom the amount of time you have and so i love i love talking about singleness too because you see paul as we're talking about as a single man mm-hmm. and i think the funniest part about it is that paul preached the most on marriage And he was a single person. Absolutely. So we learn the most about marriage from a single person in the Bible, which is so funny to me, like just proving how much purpose like singles have. Like, look, we learn it from a single person. Obviously, we know also Jesus was single. I mean, and so obviously we know all the things he did. So it's like we see this witness. You know, that's
0: why I'm single.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to make
0: Paul and Jesus. I just don't need any distractions.
1: Well, now you got to teach about marriage. Absolutely, I'm and going parenting. to right
0: now. Yeah, I'm actually going to teach you guys Adulting about how to be Kaden. married. Yeah, we're changing the podcast, <laughs> how the how marriage to with Caden. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then I'm going to talk about parenting. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I I really got hilarious. a lot of. Well, I have like two change.
2: dogs, so this is how I parent. Them, exactly. And this yeah, this is how you should parent your kids. <laughs> yeah, I got a
0: I got a hundred pound golden doodle, so I think I know everything. <laughs> you about do. Yeah, I do actually. Dude, yeah. yeah,
1: have a golden doodle. No way. And A burner doodle. Yeah.
0: Oh, dude, a Berner doodle is like what I wanted. Sorry, Bronx. Oh, really? Yeah. dude. Well, I let's
1: get our dogs together. Yeah. Should we go to the dog beach?
2: Yes. We
1: uh, when we film our podcast, our dogs hop out all the time. And That's we put cool. Because the they have are to be they, in the room with us. Are they full so size upset. or are they like medium?
2: So the Bernedoodle is miniature. Okay, she's like thirty six pounds. Okay, nice. So, but she's so sweet, so cute. So,
1: fun fact: I inherited my golden doodle from no the fallout of my parents' separation. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, and but I wanted a Bernedoodle my whole life.
2: It was like his yeah, background. Too, so the
1: week that we met, Kate. Hit me up and she's like, Hey, I'm thinking about getting a puppy. I'm like, Okay, she goes, I'm thinking about getting a burnadoodle. And I'm he like, was like,
2: <laughs> You're like, you are the one. No, I'm just kidding. I'm you God just look
1: at God, you, you're like, I you see you, me. brother. I'm like, The weight was worth it. Yeah, I'm so glad singleness is over. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, that exactly. was the last yeah, singleness thing singleness sucked. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Well, speaking of that, I think you know, that's the biggest question, mm-hmm. like. The waiting season of singleness. I can't wait to to say goodbye to it. Yeah, mm. and transparently, Kate and I's attitude was the complete opposite. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Like w- we can talk about it, but we what we call and what we talk about is. Living in such a way that you grieve your singleness. I love that.
0: I think that's something you actually don't hear a lot from Mm. people. You hear people like, all right, get out of that singleness and like run from it. Right. (laughs) But like, I almost feel the same way now. Mm. I'm like, I'm in like such a good place. I get as much time as I need with the Lord. I'm busy Mm. with all the stuff God's doing in my life and serving him and the podcast and Yona and this and this. And I'm almost like, what would even happen if I did meet somebody right now? Right. how would I even manage that? Right. Yes. But we we can talk about that later. I kind of want to hear about you guys. Yeah. And I want to know like cuz I don't know this, how long were you guys single before you met? Mm-hmm. I think you guys have been married a handful of years now. No, just one. One year. Almost <laughs> okay. not
2: even. Almost a year. We're okay. So, so I want to he- I want yeah. yeah,
0: I want to hear like what that was like. What you guys were doing separately when you're mm-hmm. single. Yeah. Where you were at with your walk with Jesus. Like I just want to know I think the listeners would love to hear like the inside of singleness from you guys, what you walked yeah. through. Your Testimony in those areas, and then how you guys met, and like what God's done in that. Okay, go yeah, ahead, JJ. How just, long do we have? Just, just, short, have a, little yeah, okay, yeah, like yeah, yeah. How much time are we at,
1: Matt? <laughs> oh, we're chilling. Okay, yeah, go for it. So, for, I love this because our stories are opposite, yeah, mm-hmm. and in so many ways. And we you actually, you know,
0: what, i sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but I have to bring this up. I was on the Heart of Dating website last night, you know, doing my research, yeah, sure. and yes. I saw a picture of you with earrings. Yeah, don't and and you I actually stopped wearing this. I did have an earring. I was whoa, you? Gra- whoa, whoa, whoa. You graduated? I graduated out of the earring. What guy. happened? So it's funny. I actually only had my ear pierced for probably like eight months. Oh, that's yeah. it? And I, like, I was just rocking an earring for a bit. And then I was like, one day I was just like, I don't know. I, I think I'm just not going to rock the earring today. <laughs> and I like... Just haven't gone back. That does happen. Yeah, I just like haven't put it
1: back in. And well, I, bro, I was living vicariously through you. I know. I should warn like, you. just like, wait, today. look
2: at kaden Could you earring. give me?
1: Could you give me an earring, just real fast? Yeah. Just, you <laughs> want to put it in? I'll put, I'll pierce
0: mine right now. JJ, you, should we? You what? know what we should do? Should we start a Patreon? We do. If you're hearing this right now, you're probably like, "Who the heck is this? And why are they playing during my favorite podcast? And I get it. I don't want to take up too much of your time. But I do want to introduce myself. My name is Trevor Tyson, and I'm the host of Trevor Talks, where we talk to real people about real topics and real stories. I just want to invite you, if you love podcasts, if you love music, if you love books and love hearing from the people who create it, come check us out at Trevor Talks. Simply go to Google or Life Audio, type in Trevor Talks, and it'll pop on up. Hope you have a great day. Inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. I have a Patreon. Should we start a Patreon and do like exclusive content of JJ getting his ears pierced
1: on Patreon? <laughs> that would be a good bonus tier. It would be a we good bonus tier. Yeah, if you hit the, the tier, JJ life. comes
0: in on so questions. I would, of would I would do that. And we're gonna pierce it with, like a We were talking
1: about chest hair before this.
0: Yeah. Like... Will... Which, by the way, guys, we're, JJ and I decided that this we're gonna do a little bit extra chest today. <laughs> I'm married now, though, so yeah. I can't. Yeah. You can't, can't do too much. Too much don't right? do too much. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Bro, you're doing too much chest hair. Yeah, right. it yeah. is oh. a little bit too much chest hair. Um, that's another sign.
2: that. I feel that like I have like these bro talk inside. right now. I'm just I'm like, I'm sorry, kid. Like, <laughs> like, witnessing this Oh, going are you on. here? Yes. Good to uh, see you. Uh, no.
1: so you, too. Be, you I love broing out. Oh, and that's probably the one thing you miss in marriage is the best piece of marriage advice I got was hey, around your wife, honestly, be 70 Percent of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because she is not your bro. Oh, wow. She is not your homie. She's not your best friend to do all your dude stuff with. She's your wife. Wow, and yeah. It doesn't
2: mean to not be yourself, but like, don't treat your wife like, like your she's bro. your bro. Yeah, yeah. Not, uh, you know, Just like, like I can't be treating talk, him you know? like he's like my girlfriend and wow, expecting him to be like, oh my gosh, that happened? Are you serious? <laughs> I know. You know, like he can't, he's wow. not going to react that so way. So yeah, other
1: know? 30%, you know, you tailor to them. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. which is actually super helpful. Like, you have your homeboys and your bros for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you can bro out with them. Mm-hmm. But right. that is the thing that you kind of start to miss and crave. Yeah. Because my life before marriage, was very bro, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hang with, hangs with the dude. Speaking I was, of, I was you got to talk about
2: your singleness. Yeah, yeah there you oh, go.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah. So for me, so I was uh, real quick. I was a missionary kid. So wow. I grew up in Belgium, moved over to the U.S. Uh, small town named Tennessee. <laughs> West, uh, sorry, small town, Jackson, Tennessee, wow. West Tennessee. We got made fun of so badly for our French accents. <laughs> that we refused to speak French. <laughs> wow. Just English. I had no to go way. speech therapy for like five years growing up. So oh. did you have like a mad French accent? Yes. yes. We literally... Hamburger. No <laughs> way. Like, we'd be hunting be like, Dad, kind of a bullet? You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Dude, that's crazy. And I played football too, so I'd be like in the huddle so calling cute. plays... And I'd have teammates be like, dude, you like sound like you have mashed potatoes in your mouth. Like, <laughs> Yeah, people like, we have no idea what you're saying. I know, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it was so tough. I actually, like, you know, growing up, if I have to, ironically, you know, we're talking about trauma and being transparent. Yeah. For me, if I had to repeat myself two or three times, I would get, like, aggressively, you know, upset or angry. Wow. That I have to repeat myself when it's from childhood. Yeah. Not being understood. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, so, like, I had to actually work you, through that. You, like, that's so it's crazy. okay. To repeat yourself, but yeah. it's funny how in life things just that upset you uh, are linked to your childhood trauma mm-hmm. mm-hmm. years yes. like the smallest thing can just like yeah. trigger you I know yeah. and it's you think back about your childhood it's the small things that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you know we call that little tea trauma mm-hmm. like a little teacup that you talk <laughs> yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's actually an undercase tea and then big tea trauma, right, but so I grew up a uh, family of five kids, like organized chaos. Uh, I moved to Nashville, played football in college, and then from there... Where'd you play? I played at a D3 school called uh, Wash U in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I went there, and then after that, I worked in uh, the Senate in in D.C., and then I worked in uh, tech. I worked for a tech startup, and then I went and played football over in Switzerland. Wow. That, for me, was cool, because football was always my my platform Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, for faith and you know, you get so close to your teammates and you just make your life about serving Yeah, and, and any kind of credit that you get is always dished out. And so for me, that was like long term, you know, long, um, long distance missions, you yeah. know, going yeah. over to another country, playing with teammates who've, who've never even heard of Jesus Yeah, crazy. and just being a Jesus follower in the midst mm. of non Jesus followers. Yeah. And that was, that was awesome. Best experience of my life. And then I came back, moved to Seattle, was working for Amazon there. And then I ironically met Kate when I was in Seattle working for a gaming company, working on e-commerce. I had to move down to SoCal anyway. Happened to meet Kate on a Zoom call in the (laughs) middle of COVID. What? Yes. Were you guys doing like business? It was like a business call? She was speaking at a a Galentine's conference. (laughs) And by the way, this is what we'll do after this. Yeah. You know, they had bachelors come on for like, you know, two. A blind date. Two minute blind date. blind date. Wow. So I was doing a blind date on this Galentine Zoom conference. Not with me because I was no. a speaker, she but was that's speaker, crazy. So I saw her on the pre-call. I'm like, oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> Who is this? And then I saw her talk and it was like a very lighthearted conversation about self-hatred abuse trauma you know all the good Mm. stuff yeah but more importantly like who she was in christ and how she was operating today in in redemption and healing Mm. and that for me was like oh my goodness now i can't help but ask her out yeah Mm -hmm. i don't care about the age difference Mm -hmm. i don't care if I which
2: we have a five and a half year age gap right Right.
1: yeah i didn't
0: know that
2: yeah
1: yeah i I don't care if she's a dating coach i don't i don't care if i have Blonde hair, platinum hair, blue hair right yeah. now with it. Which he did. Earring, you know. <laughs> Which such a good look. Thank you, bro. Bring it
2: back. Hate it. That's what, what everybody let said. Let him bring it hey, back. Another Kate. bonus
1: tier.
0: Bonus bonus tier one. <laughs> bonus tier one, bleached hair. <sighs> yeah. Bonus tier two oh my three earring. His family would three. actually kill ble- ble- me. Matt they're, literally they're has so an earring grateful. and bleached hair right now.
1: You know? I know. I saw a little bit of myself. Yeah, in him. <sighs> it was like So
0: did you, you came in and hated Matt? No, <laughs>
2: no, 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 no. No And I was open to dating him. I was just like, I've never done blue hair. Like this is really interesting. Yeah. He was not my type. Like that's part of my story. I was like, this is not my thing. Five and a half years younger, blue hair. Wow. Also long distance, like not really my jam, but I was in a season of really challenging myself to just date the unexpected. Really
1: challenging herself, yeah.
2: Really challenging myself. <laughs> and I did not think I'd be interested in him. I was like, wow. sure, this young guy. I was like this young simp. <laughs> this young I was simp. a simp? Yeah. This
0: uh, young simp? Was. I mean, you showed up with blue hair, bro. Dude. I was like.
2: Simp
1: number one. I, I mean, l- like, listen, simp is eager. just code code word for like. Really? A nice guy. Yeah, not really like <laughs> intent on pursuing. Yeah, yeah. Like you is on. Isn't
0: that funny? Christian girls are like, I just want like to be pursued, and then like someone pursues, and they're like, "What a simp!" Dude. I know. <laughs> I know. It's That's so like desperate. my favorite. With Christian yeah, yeah. girls like, are like,
1: "That's what you wanted yeah, You
2: asked for this. I
0: want a yeah. man. Well, he's and then a simp,
2: and he's five, a five foot six guy, and they're like, "Oh, but not that. Yeah, yeah. not this guy. Not five, he needs to be six foot yeah. at least." Matt, um, we're not
0: coming for you. Five six is
1: tall. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but JJ, like, I was his first real relationship. So that our. Oh, yeah. So that's another And big that was name. very different
1: for wow. Kate and me. She was my first true, like, relationship where, mm-hmm. like, we were committed. Really? So you had just, like, gone on, on
0: dates and stuff before? Yeah. Or what?
1: I You know, what's funny was for me, dating was never appealing. Like, 14, 16, 18. I wasn't even allowed to until, yeah. like, I think 17. Yeah. Randomly enough. Honestly, a good call. Yeah, Dude, I think it so was too. the best decision I ever yeah, made. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. versus but, my
2: story, which I'll tell in a second. Right. Mm. Like, I yeah. didn't start
1: dating <laughs> really, like, intently until probably about 26, 27, because I, I just felt like yeah. I woke up one day in my life, I was like, it was like the Lion King, like, it's time. <laughs> 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 it is time. It is time. <laughs> it Holy Spirit was, like, marking my forehead. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. for some reason, I woke She'll up, young and I just felt one. peace about dating. <laughs> wow. And until then, it was literally, it's just me and God, Wow. like... Mm. doing this thing and i i loved it that's insane dude. i loved it
2: so i'll tell you my story yeah a little you. bit different a little bit opposite i am so i'm five and a half years older than him so i started so dating, how old are you guys both yeah. right
1: now if you don't mind me asking
2: i'm about i'm 34 okay pretty much
1: Thirty, babe, you're 33.
2: Okay, no? well, I'm two weeks from 34. <laughs> that, they don't have and to know that. You're airs, two will probably be 34. I'm see it
0: probably air in two weeks. So exactly, mean, yeah, yeah. But I'll
1: this is your last <laughs> moment to cash in on being 33. You're teenage okay. you. Yeah, hey, I don't
0: by the way, aging. when this podcast comes out, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you're aging I don't
1: so mind beautifully, aging, baby. And wow. Well, you're aging so beautifully, Like fine wine. You know, really. I look at her pictures of 24 versus now, I'm like, You look so much
0: better. Like at 24, would you not
1: have asked her out? No.
2: No, exactly. No, I was not seriously. expecting him to say no. I wouldn't yeah. have. That's
0: so funny because hey, I just good like so
2: much makeup. I was like oh, a fake tan, yeah. oh, like yeah, all shoot. these different things, and I was really into fashion. Though you like the platinum look,
1: uh, yeah. She had, yeah, which is ironic. She had platinum hair and it was okay. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't. Yeah, so I'm just really not for these gender stereotypes. Hey, uh, it's un-
0: unbelievable! You yeah. just put him in a roll in a box. I know. He just you never know was when he has, let just freedom over you in the name of Jesus. This is 2023. Yeah, just let him be whatever he wants. What, in the
2: month of may he had a mullet so that was only in the month of ago. may one month, mullet. Yeah, may yeah, mullet. One month did mullet. you did
0: you give it up or was it, yeah, you, were you informed you needed to give it up?
1: No, that he, was a deal. Okay. okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, you work in I was like, if you're going to do this, deals. it's got
2: to be when we move. But when he cut his hair in Europe, like you got more compliments on your hair than you ever had. I
1: did. It was weird. Wow. So it I was used, like uh, almost confirmation that the, the mullet. That's all I got in right now. I was going to ask. It's hair powder, baby. Dude, Dude, this powder. is the greatest kept secret. I'm telling are you Are we right you okay now? talking about it?
0: No shot. I'm not giving up the secret. No. Well, we just did. No. no, Hair powder is game changer. Dude, it's the best volume, hold, texture. He well, only bad.
2: learned about it in France. Yeah. And he was First oh, time this ever. Is amazing and his hair has so much I got much more volume.
1: compliments on my hair. I'll
0: show you. I have it in my bag right now. I'll show you which one I use. Okay. Yeah.
2: Because you have to get a new one because yours is from France and you're going to need a new yeah.
1: well, uh, yeah, non-French it's, one. It's Jacru, I think. but it I is? think they oh. all did the same when thing. But it's jacques Rue. It's jacques Jacques-Crew.
2: So, okay. Um, so, basically, my parents let me start dating much earlier um did
0: you grow up a Christian I or a grew Christian up Catholic? Okay. And then I so became no,
2: yeah <laughs> so different situation Not a good <laughs> Talk Yeah yeah. And then really became more of a Christian like in high school but I would say at my walk with God didn't start really till like post college and I'll kind of get to that but so I started dating in in high school um I started dating at the age of fourteen. Had so many boyfriends, like just boyfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend. So I dated basically from fourteen to twenty-four nonstop. Like I really was not single Jeez. for ten years. Drake
1: style, yeah, yeah, Drake like, style, yeah, never <laughs> single. Certified lover boy. Over <laughs> here. Right,
2: one of those boyfriends was like a long-term boyfriend, like a five-year. So really, only the other five years I was dating other people.
1: Serial dater.
2: Yeah, I was definitely a serial dater yeah. in high school. <laughs> and I put a lot of my identity in, like, getting men to like me. And that comes from childhood wounding and yeah. performing and just thinking I would get worth and value from dating. And so, just so many boyfriends, so many things. And then eventually, um, I ended up with a guy who ended up being incredibly abusive and in every way and you know he did work for a church and so it was a really really tough thing because i had never experienced abuse of any kind yeah and he at first was emotionally abusive but then ended up being verbally and physically abusive and so i was in that relationship for two and a half years about um
0: was that your longest relationship
2: No, I dated someone before that for five years. But I mean, in high school through college, you know, so a little bit different. Um, (laughs) But this is my first like out of college real relationship and lots of the things like, you know, love bombing galore, gaslighting, like all these terms and things I had never heard of ever. What was the
0: first one you said? Love bombing? Love bombing. I don't know what that is. Could you explain what that is? This is so hot right now. I know. Is it? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, If you ask Court, I don't know where she went. I am the, like, most behind in trends that anybody could ever be, <laughs> especially hilarious. for someone that, like, does a podcast or, like, has the social media. I'm, like, so yes. far behind in trends. This oh, one, yeah. This one's so hot right we now. Matt, do you know what love bombing We are talking
2: is? about it on our podcast. Can you Google
0: like, love bombing? Give me the... Yeah. I need the... Uh, the urban, dictionary. urban dictionary. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's rough. It's it's so it's basically. Actually, we had Elise least come on our podcast to talk about come it. On. She's dealt with this. Yeah, she too. has a
0: very similar story in that aspect Yes, yeah.
2: it's similar. So we bonded on that like our first girls night, we talked for like 4 hours about oh, our relationships sure. yeah, and like yeah. we're like this is love. We yeah. love. We were love bombing each other. So You're in essence, <laughs> love bombing is like when you barely know someone, but yeah. it's all grand gestures, like big giant things in okay. the beginning, whether it be like grand words or grand like gifts or grand dates, like and really not, it's not,
0: big it's not like genuine.
2: No,
1: right, because it's like a love bombardment, like multiple things that are. So just we just love bombing each other right now. Yeah, well, the but whole I meant everything I thing, said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the whole thing about love bombing is ultimately, it's all for them. God, it it's got it. You're trying to get all something. It's
2: usually a for tactic them. by a. Narcissistic person or abusive person. So okay. usually it's very premeditated. Got it. So that, there's a difference between love bombing and like infatuation when two people like meet and they're just like, oh, you're the bee's knees. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like they the bee's that, knees. Her like, favorite like, term
1: lately. I yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you bringing that it. back? Is <laughs> I'm that, bringing
2: it back. Okay, guys. <laughs> yeah. Is that okay. No,
1: but this is. Good. I know I'm a
2: little bit older than yeah. Everyone Thirty-four. Just okay? show. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. This is what the ancient people say. Yeah, <laughs> bee's yeah. knees. Um. Yeah, you said it on me. But. Love bombing is, like, I do think, and what we talked about on the episode we did with the is, like, now it's, like, girls are so afraid of love bombing that, like, any genuine gesture from a guy, they're like, oh, my wow. gosh, she bought me flowers. Yeah. Like, he's love bombing me. Wow. And
1: yeah, they're very... Okay. Um,
2: they're too sensitive. Yeah. To so very,
0: like, kind of like that thing we talked about where it's like, oh, you want to be pursued, but then it's too much. Right. Right. Like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And any hint of pursuit is, like, too much. Wow. But
2: yeah. basically, it's like this in the very it's beginning they might, streets, oh, yeah. wow. they might oh yeah they might say things like, like do? there's nobody <laughs> like you like i've never met anyone like you like in the very beginning or yeah. like i can s- they start talking about marrying you or, kids with you and it's like a month in or a few dates oh, in yeah, like yeah, it's like weird. when they don't know you yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah. and so um i usually love bombing it's a form of control so that eventually so you are so blinded by it that you eventually think the world of them and so eventually when they kind of switch to script it's very jarring and you're like what
0: and
1: you owe them Um,
2: and you kind of owe them value. Like, because so
1: they, they were like being Power. kind to you this whole time. Yeah. Wow. Or giving you gifts. So yeah, it's full manipulation. Dates, oh, full 100%. manipulation. It's, it's kind of sinister. It is sinister. Yeah. It is. It it is. Completely. Yeah. Whoa.
2: So this guy was love bombing mainly verbally, just horrible. But then that turns into like this cycle that's part of the cycle of abuse too. Love bombing is in there. So like after a moment of abuse, usually it might go into like maybe remorse if you're lucky, but then it'll go into like love bombing. How amazing. You are like making gassing oh. you up to like make them th- make you as a victim think that oh wow, they do love me. See, they're a really good person. They uh-huh. all these make things make you forget
0: about the abusive action, right?
2: Exactly. So wow. that's like part of the cycle of I'm abuse. Learning so much. It's and so you get really jarred because it's like really bad to like really good. You so you know? just have
0: no idea where to l- like land
2: exactly. Yeah, it's and and you're so trapped in it that the part of abuse that's the worst is like. Also, the gaslighting, which is when, um, you know, they convince you that you're in the wrong and it wasn't them. Yeah. And you're so jarred by it because it makes no sense. You're like, what? But if they continuously say this over and over, you start to maybe believe it. It's really, really horrible. Um, So that's what my abuser did. And um, just the gaslighting was so bad to a point where I actually believed I was crazy. I actually thought I was making things up. Like maybe I was hallucinating stuff. Um so he actually got me to a point where I thought like I was making up what was happening.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Um so long story short eventually I did get out of that relationship which still took me at least a year to like really separate from him yeah. because abusive situations the stat is that an abuse um a vi- abuse victim will go back to their abuser 7 times on average um after leaving them. Oh my That's gosh. Crazy. That's and a so lot. I went back to this guy probably like thirty times, like I broke up with him a lot, but I always went back and so <clears throat> it's really hard to, it's almost like a drug. it's like being addicted yeah, to a yeah, really, yeah. really bad thing that you know is bad for you, but you still crave it, like you wow. crave the highs of it. It's really twisted and interesting. you know it's horrible yeah. like you can literally say this is the worst thing for me, but I can't get out of it mm-hmm. and so um Broke out of that, took a year to really get out of it. And then in that process realized like I had been dating for 10 years and had no idea who I was. Mm -hmm. Like that was the point where I was like, who is Kate outside of dating and relationships? Like I did not know. And I didn't even know if I liked myself because I had formed and shaped so much of myself to like be whatever guys wanted me to be or be perfect for work, which was another thing I was good at. And so What were you doing
0: I, for work at that time?
2: Um, I was living in New York, working in fashion, oh, wow. like and going like to Devil Fashion Wars Week Prada. and
1: oh wow, like literally yeah. traveling, yes. going to Italy, crazy you know. in
2: Paris, very and like cool, front row at fashion shows, wow. and like literally the fashion dream. And yeah. so at work, people were like, "She has it all together." I had like all this, you know, put together style. And so nobody knew behind closed doors I had this abusive relationship wow. that I was like yelling and screaming with this guy till 4 a.m. And then would come into work and be like
1: – Put on the mask and just get to yeah, – Yes, yeah. yeah. exactly
2: every that's, day. That's so it's like
1: hard. that uh, – have you seen that graphic circulating where it's like a huge circle of someone's life? And then it's like a little dot of like what you know about. Mm. I haven't seen that. I haven't Have seen you? That's okay. crazy. It's yeah. awesome. And it's such a good graphic to always keep in mind. Yeah, of the circle, and then what you know is like a little dot. What Compared you know to about their life? Yeah. you really don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's what I thrived off. The other image people thought of me. What, meanwhile, behind the doors, like it was so much worse mm-hmm. than what other people were perceiving and experiencing. And so. In that season, I had to, like, take a break from men and, like, not even – like, even friendships. Like, I couldn't even be friends with guys because I was Mm -hmm. still getting, like, validation of some kind Mm -hmm. for um, just being friends with men. Um, And this is when I truly met the Lord. This is, like, around 10, 13 – no, 10, 12 years ago. 10 to 12 years ago, somewhere in that vein. Gosh. I don't even know the timeline. Sometimes of when this really gets murky. Ended. Yeah, life gets like, murky. It
1: does yeah. I'm always impressed right. when my parents are like, "Yeah, in uh, 1967 we got this Cadillac." Uh huh. Yeah. In '74 we bought you know, <laughs> yeah. the lake house. I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm how like do I you don't remember even remember that. what I have for breakfast. Yeah, I don't
0: know what I had for dinner two nights ago. Yeah, no idea. I'm like was it don't 2012? Know I was. I'm, I'm like, not sure. How do you? Yeah. How. <laughs>
2: So that's when I really started diving into like experiencing God for a whole new, like in a whole new way. Cause I was going to church while I was dating this guy. I was, but, and I was singing the songs. I had a small group, but I did not really know the Lord. And so it was after that relationship, I really met the Lord intimately. And that was like really helped my season of healing. Um, so I separated myself from guys, went on a journey of healing and then came back a few years later to the dating scene being like, okay. We're going to do this the right way this yeah, time. Yeah. Like, I'm going to research everything about Christian dating, every book, every Have sermon, <laughs> yeah, everything, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to do this the right way. And and I realized, like, there isn't that much uh, for Christian dating out there. So I was like, why isn't there a lot? Like, what what's going on? And so... You said
1: along the right way was courting, right? No courting. Yeah. No. yeah. We're not dating, we're courting.
0: We're courting. No. Yeah. I'm that's like, why goodness. Max and the Matt's in the back of the Subaru with us.
2: Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But that's so, so funny. Um, but eventually that led me to actually start Heart of Dating, which, you know, JJ didn't come along to start the podcast with me until like 4 years into the journey of that. So I started Heart of Dating podcast as a resource for singles, yeah. as a single person still trying to figure out this world of dating and still with very much a story of dating all the wrong ways, Mm -hmm. broken dating, but like learning how to love who I was and who God created me to be. So whereas for many years of my life, I loathed singleness and like was afraid of it and couldn't be single. I had to be dating. Like I, in the past few years before meeting JJ, like I actually completely loved my singleness. Like I transformed it in such a way of like, this is not a horrible time. Like I learned to enjoy time with myself. I learned to enjoy traveling, even solo, like doing things that beforehand I was terrified to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and cultivating like deep friendships versus before I was friends with a lot of people, mm. but it was like more surface level friendships. Yeah. And I had to analyze like who really are truly my friends and who do I really want to be my true close people? And so yeah. all of that, my singleness became like this in the past few years before meeting JJ, like I loved my singleness. So when we talk about singleness. I'm like, I know what it's like to hate it or to like not want to be in it. Either you're dating a lot or you're not dating at all. But then like I would, I hate and I feel for singles that are like only want to get out of it so badly because I'm like, you want to taste the beauty of singleness yeah. and like the purpose in singleness and like, the cultivation of deep, rich friendships in singleness and, like, finding your purpose in singleness. Mm -hmm. And I find that when singles don't do that, they really do look to a spouse to fill in all those blanks for them.
1: I mean, if you're angry and disappointed in Mm -hmm. singleness, you're going to be angry and disappointed in marriage. Yeah, it's so good. Mm -hmm. I mean, you really are. And the, the best thing you could ever do is be most content in singleness. Mm-hmm. That is the best thing you could actually ever do mm-hmm. to prepare for marriage. Yeah. yeah. And until you are content in singleness, you're never gonna be ready yeah. for marriage. Yeah. Which
2: singles hate to hear. Yeah. For sure. But it is true. It is true. Because you're always gonna be looking. It should tell them the two plus one plus one, which Riley said at their wedding.
1: Riley Kehoe. Yes. Is that her last
2: name? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, Jack, Best love you quote. Guys. They, I mean, they had amazing vows. Their prayer time was like, loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, 20 their minutes. You know? oh, yeah. They're barefooted up there. You know? yeah. yeah. So, so different so from my vibe. I know. <laughs> yeah. But that's why I love them. I mean, they're amazing. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, their one quote that just has stuck with me is one plus one equals three. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's the chord analogy in mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes, ironically, together. Mm. The quarter of three is greater than one by itself. Yeah. And the same thing as far as kingdom amplification, marrying this person, the chief focus should be one thing, not to make me happy, not to elevate my life, my status. The chief focus should be that one plus one equals three. Together, yeah. we create something in yeah. the kingdom that neither of us could apart. Absolutely. We produce more in the kingdom than either of us could apart. That is the chief focus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? You're not soulmates. You're Mm -hmm. earthmates. Yeah. like In heaven, there There is no no marriage. You're not married in heaven. Yeah. (laughs) So you got a shot of 20, 30, 40, 50 years on earth Mm -hmm. to do something for the kingdom, and
0: that's the priority. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, that's so powerful. I think... One of the things I love that you, you said is like both of you guys focus a lot on like friendships mm-hmm. during your singleness. Yeah. I think I've been there, so I can say this. There's nothing worse than being lonely in a relationship. Yes. Because yeah. what you did is you never prioritized friendship before the relationship. Mm. Right. So it was easy for that to leave once you were in the relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. What did you guys do when you were single to like build good friendships mm-hmm. that that are still standing in, in
1: marriage today? You did a great job of this. You can go. Yeah.
2: Ahead. You know, I did have some more time than him, I guess, in a, in a way being older, like than him that to really figure out like, who are my true people? Yeah. Like I said, when I, when we met, he was 26. When I was 26, I was still friends kind of with everybody. And I was like, just everybody's still my friend, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like a surface level. Everyone's my best friend. Yeah. 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 You and almost so, get to
0: a point. Sorry to interrupt you. But yes. you almost get to a point in your, in your life where you're like, I think less is almost more.
2: Exactly. My you know? mentor had to tell me like, hey, Kate, like especially leading into doing heart of dating and being more of a leader of sorts. She's like, I love that you love people and that you're friends with so many people. But she's like you, especially if you're going to put more of your story on display and, and be more in leadership, like you really have to consider like, who are your core people? Yeah. She helped me separate it into buckets. This sounds horrible, but like, separating it into buckets like who are the core people that you trust um there's mutual exclude like trust between both of totally. you um and it's going both ways versus people that maybe you love but you can't have that mutual you can't invest and they're not investing in you mm-hmm. um, and then there's like people that are acquaintances you know you love them but you're not going to prioritize like flying across the world to see them per se, yeah. um, for their baby's birth or something, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like it, there's going to be, you have to reprioritize the people you're letting in. And so I actually did that exercise It was super helpful. And I still have done that to this day, but, um, really looked at my friendships and said like, who do I want to be more like? Yeah. And, um, and had to analyze that some people in my life I loved as people, but I didn't want to be more like them mm-hmm. at all. Um, so, you know, kind of the shifting through time, I still love them, but I'm not maybe sharing as much with them. Mm-hmm. And the rent relationship just looks different because that's also really tough. Like shifting your relationships with people yeah. is a really hard dynamic. Mm-hmm. and sometimes, They change
0: in different seasons. Yeah. For
2: sure. And you have to be intentional with that. And yeah. sometimes people really don't love that because <laughs> yeah. you were treating them like, they were your best friend maybe when you shouldn't have been treating them that way. And now you're like moving away from them. I find this happens a lot in female friendships. And so now like my close people know who they are and you know that it's such a mutual thing. Like Mm -hmm. even if a week or two goes by, we don't talk like there's no space in between. Um, Yeah.
0: You could pick up where you left off. Yes. And
2: also cultivating not only those friendships, but like the mentorship and the discipleship. I think in singleness is so important, like getting a mentor, yeah, um, getting somebody to pour into you, especially if you're a leader of any kind. Like I think every leader needs somebody to be pouring into them. But I think in singleness, getting... Um, some sort of mentor and what we also talk about for singles who want to be married one day, get around what we call a king and queen couple, yeah, like a couple that you admire.
0: Yeah. I got a couple of those in my life. Yes. Yeah.
2: And you genuinely witness their life. Yeah. Like you might go over for dinner. Yep. If they have kids, you might see what it's like with their kids yep. and like, you I'm see Uncle them Kane, maybe resolve a couple conflict kids that I'm
0: not related to at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, uh, and more <laughs> importantly, you see them do conflict. Yes. Mm-hmm. You see, I can't tell you how healing, uh, I have a close friend who did not grow up with a very godly parent example. And she she told me, she was over there, and she saw the husband get a little aggressive, kind of raise his voice, nothing even crazy, and came back into the room five minutes later and said, hey, I am so sorry for raising my voice like that. That was inappropriate and disrespectful mm. wow. towards you yeah. yes. and also inappropriate in front of the children. Would you forgive me? And she goes, you have no idea. I had never heard a man apologize like that Mm -hmm. for anything that, even that small. Yeah, wow. So even just that example of a king and queen couple demonstrating healthy conflict and what it looks like to honor one another, what it looks like to apologize, what it looks like to have humility. Absolutely. That for singles is so important to have a demonstration and an example of what it looks like yeah Mm -hmm. instead of just reading about it absolutely you know
0: that's huge i have a couple in my life shout out jacob and karen they uh just absolute best friends of mine Mm. like i would say friend brother mentor like just he's basically me if i'm 40 yeah always make that joke and i always tell his wife karen i'm like i'm just trying to find another karen yeah. Because I just love their dynamic of the yeah. relationship and I've seen it all. I've seen the arguments. I've seen the yeah. I've seen them serve each other well. I've mm. seen them have fun together. I've seen I've seen the whole spectrum. Mm-hmm. And you're like it's a great example to be like, Oh, I, I want to be like that. Yeah,
1: and, and men specifically, yeah. We need to be showing godly men. Like yeah, I can yeah, yell yeah. and shout on this podcast all I want. For sure. But if you don't see me serving and loving and putting my ego to the side yeah. and, and going to the, the cross you know in servitude for yep. my wife doesn't matter but those actions of of me breaking mm-hmm. myself before her Hey everybody I'm Dale and I'm Tamara. We're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in an everyday settings. To learn more and subscribe go to lifeaudio.com. would we'll do more than any podcast episode for sure mm-hmm. right for you sure know. So, but you did a great job. Kate has done such a good job of like with intentionality attacking your friendships, mentorships, you know, severe intention is what I call it, Mm Yeah, which really rubbed off on me because like you meet kaden we'd like to bro out yeah, yeah you know we could sit here and have a great time for sure and the irony is that you and i could sit here for hours and talk and joke about really nothing yeah, just yeah. hair absolutely hair powder <laughs> absolutely football you know we could talk we football. could talk for hours and never go deep
0: exactly <laughs> yeah
1: so i don't know which what,
0: there is beauty in yeah, yeah for sure also, like those relationships where you find with another guy where you can just like open up i know are in- insane
1: because yep. here's the reality, and I don't know what guy needs to hear this. If all you do with your bros is bro out and joke, then guess what? For hours upon hours, all you did was just bro out and joke around. Mm-hmm. You did nothing else. Yep. You stewarded no friendship, yeah. no relationship. So we need intentionality.
0: And I would even go further and say, like, then the issue is what happens is you say, I have a bunch of friends. Yes. But then when, when stuff hits the fan in your life and you right. need some people to talk to, You've never built a foundation in your life yes. in those friendships, yeah. where you can call somebody and be like, "Dude, I'm not in a good place. Right. Like, I need to talk to somebody." Mm-hmm. You haven't built that that like repertoire that you don't have that like dynamic. Simon, practice know, of your yeah, relationship. They, they're like, "What is happening right, right now? I don't have any idea how to yes. like engage with this. Yeah. I've never even seen this side of you before." Yeah, it's so the, those friendships are so like. Valuable. To they have. really
1: are, and they take they take intention. Yeah, absolutely. They take a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage. Sometimes you for have a to go, You
0: have to go first.
1: Yes, you do. And the definition of being vulnerable. Means to be woundable. Yeah, well. it means as men and women, we're taking our our chest piece of armor mm-hmm. and we're opening it up. Yeah, and we're sharing something kind of like our shirts right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. That'd be more like flexing. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been benching a lot. Lately. Yeah, <laughs> no, okay. no, I lift a ton actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, men, listen, we got to find the intention, and the best mm. way to do that is you know you're Knights. You guys are not necessarily sitting down and looking in a small group saying, how can we go deeper, ask each other questions about our childhood trauma? Yeah. You know, let's get really vulnerable. You know what yeah. you guys are doing? You're commonly pursuing a greater goal. Yeah. You're commonly... Commonly pursuing a greater God than all of you. yeah. And ironically, by the end of that Yonah night, what do you do? You look over to your left and right and say, I love this guy.
0: Oh, dude, the relationships we've seen blossom yes. from a Yonah night centered around Jesus and unity yes. is unbelievable.
1: And, and the last thing you did was like build in breakout and activity to have, you know, yeah. this is going to be a relational bonding time. No, when you pursue something greater with all of your heart, soul, mm-hmm. and mind together, mm-hmm. you bond. Yep. Naturally. So the best thing you can do is you go out and you pursue God together. Mm -hmm. You serve together. You suffer together. You know, you do these things together and you will bond. Yeah. And I think that's how you, as men or women, you really find those people, those kingdom cord brothers, you know, where you grow. And those friendships are more rare, Mm -hmm. but they do last, especially now, you know, you can keep a a long distance friendship, you know. If you're mm. intentional, yeah, yeah. For I have sure. friends. Absolutely. You have friends. We all have friends across the country that yep. for yeah. years and years we've stayed in touch now because they are one of those few, you know, that you've really melted with, yeah, you know, under duress, under tension, under heat. Mm-hmm. And, um, you've kind of, I think we kind of plateau sometimes in relationships, yep. And you found a way that you can be honest with one another. I mm. mean, you know that, yeah, like yeah. the struggle. I think the biggest killer, and I know I'm rambling. It's a powerful ramble, bro. <laughs> ramble on. That bi- I've been thinking about this one so much lately. The biggest killer of relationship right now is the inability to be honest with one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Think about how it just suffocates relationship. Yeah. I have feedback for you. I have something I need to tell you. And instead of telling you what I'm going to do for three months, six months, I'm going to let it drag out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to avoid you. Mm. I'm not going to participate with you. I'm not going to go there. Mm -hmm. And the relationship suffers. Yeah. Versus the opposite. You know, when we can be honest and break through that barrier together. Totally. Where you know I love you. Yeah. And I'm also going to tell you the truth. Yeah. Mm Yeah. That is well, like, that's a
0: real relationship right there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, Levi Lesko says this thing about marriage. He says like find the person that you want to suffer the most with. Mm,
2: that's and great. I
0: th- I think it's such a powerful statement. But I also think it's like very applicable for friendships as well. Yeah. Like find the people that you want like in your circle that you're like prepared to like suffer with because yes. you know Scripture doesn't promise um, a perfect life. If anything, it actually promises suffering. Yes. Right. In a lot of ways. Literally. And yes. if anybody is walking in a relationship with Jesus and is expecting a perfect life, good luck, because mm-hmm. life is life and there will be suffering. And it, Scripture even talks about count it joy to suffer like yeah. Christ. Yeah. But the reality is, is we have suffering moments. But when you have those people in your life, you've built those friendships or mm. your relationships where you're like, hey, I'm honest with everyone in my life. I can be vulnerable when I'm suffering. Yeah. Mm. Like you just have like a foundation that you've built your life on that can sustain so much more of like the the trials of life. Right. You know, it's like it's 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 firm.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. But it takes wisdom. It takes wisdom to know that. James 1, 2, 3, 4 James 1, 2 through four, we love the quote, life verse, therefore count of joy, my brothers, as you enter various trials of many kinds. Yeah. The first verse after that is, Therefore let us ask for wisdom. Mm. Because it takes wisdom to to take inventory of your life, to know I can't do this alone, that I need other people. It takes wisdom to say this is gonna stink, it's gonna be painful, but I gotta share this burden yeah. with other
0: people. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I want to ask you guys this question. What was something that you felt like y'all did in your singleness? That you're seeing now, as like fruit now in your marriage, that you'd say you're you're proud of.
1: What do we do in single lives that we're proud of? I think a yeah, lot of good things that set you up like, for, for yes, success in your marriage. For me,
2: oh. one of the biggest things I would say um, was definitely going doing tons of healing because yeah, for me, with my the story I shared, like I looked to men to fill a void in my life that I needed to fill from God and I needed to heal outside of relationship. Now I will say there's part of our relationship together with JJ that has helped to continue to provide that healing for Mm, me. Praise Um, and I did a lot of that healing work before meeting him, like a lot of healing, a lot of awareness so that I could before again, like I had no idea what love bombing gaslighting, like I didn't know inner child. I didn't know my core wounding. I didn't, have any of that terminology or awareness for myself of anything that happened in my childhood that was still affecting me today and so going into those really deep and challenging layers um, I I went on multiple like week long intensive retreats you know like where it's like a therapy crazy therapy in one week where you go through like a year of therapy in five days and you're wow. like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <On-site>. <laughs> this was insane. Yeah. yeah. Like on, 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 that sounds like onsite. The
0: exhausting. Yeah. Yes, it but is. Kind of amazing probably. Yeah. yeah.
2: So for me, just like really diving in and there are so many people that might listen to my story even and say like, oh, well, I haven't been through all that. But what we find is even if you haven't been through like an abusive relationship, and all this kind of like everything I've been through in relationships, even if you've never been in a relationship, which a lot of people haven't. Um, there are still things that are affecting how you're showing up today in your life, especially in relationships, like from your childhood, from your teenage years. And if not dealt with, it will continue to come up and you won't even know. And it'll feel like, well, this is just how I am. Yeah. Well, maybe that wasn't how God wanted you to truly be. But because of certain things that happened, you now show up in those ways. Mm -hmm. And, I find singles, a lot of singles lack confidence in who they are. Mm. Like they just really lack, they're insecure, they lack confidence. And you can see that on dates and you can see that and how much they obsess over the other person, mm-hmm. like liking them back and not rejecting them. And if you, that all has to be addressed in healing. Like yeah. that has to be addressed That's huge. before you meet another person, At, ideally, as much as possible. We're not perfect. You're not going to be like, I am perfectly ready to date. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am yeah. perfectly healed. Nothing will ever come up again. I will never be triggered. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. not going to happen. But, you know, for me, just doing as much healing as possible, things still came up for us. But I had more tools to deal with it. So I good. had more language. Yeah, yeah. I had people to go to. I had my therapist yeah. and a coach that you I go to. You built the
0: foundations to be like, oh, yes. I know what that is. I know why that came up. Here's how I can improve yes, that. Exactly. All right, let's keep it
1: well, you know, the big thing is like we live in such a self awareness culture that like we think by going to therapy and pointing out the problem, like pin the tail on the donkey, like got it. That's it. Yeah. I've been to therapy. I know what the issue is. Right. That's only half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's only a half.
2: It's a great part of it. Awareness is great, but right. it isn't the whole thing.
1: So we have to be able to transform the pain, mm-hmm. you know, childhood, teenage years today, because if you don't transform the pain, you transmit it to other people. Well, that's a word. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. And so much of that pain that we interact with on a day to day basis from people is just undealt with pain. Yeah. yeah. Unvalidated pain. Yeah. Yeah. So you've done a great job. That was ironically my answer. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh you know inner healing really in the sense of um you know going back to childhood and teenage mm-hmm. years you know we grew up with a lot of our parents who, have you seen Jesus Revolution? Absolutely. Great movie. Yeah. We were just at Pirate's Cove. And I was just, like, crying internally. Just yeah. so amazing. Mm. You think about, like, the portal, like, in the spiritual realm of what that place signifies. Yeah, it's How crazy. many souls have been committed to Christ there? Just a, just a gloriful, amazing, a, a, yeah, amazing place. They just did it again, too. We're, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Well, I think it was, like, 4,500, yeah, you know, a nuts. few weekends so ago. Good. I just, like, in the heavenly realm, like, I just imagined that place is, like, Poppy, the concert of all concerts of just people have been rejoicing and rejoicing Mm. and rejoicing for thousands and thousands of souls. Amazing, I love that for decades. Yeah, for decades, Mm. and that's how you know the ministry is for real, yeah, sustained over time. Yeah, so but inner healing, where it's just you know going back to those childhood and teenage memories and realizing that God was there, yep, and -hmm. Jesus was there, and something happened in that moment where i exchanged the truth for a lie. Come on. That i got to do this myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That i'm all alone here. Yeah. That no one cares about me. That uh my body is wrong. I'm I'm too fat. I'm just ignored. I'm suppressed. I'm misunderstood. Mm-hmm. There's something that happened in that moment where we exchanged a godly truth mm-hmm. with the enemy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And listen, I just we grew up back to my point with all these parents, my dad Became a Christian in the 70s uh, from, you know, just somebody witnessing in the mall. Do you know Jesus? You know, and what happened was, was they all became Christians in one wave. It was an amazing move of God. But they all thought, hey, we're new creations in Christ. Let's move forward, baby. The old me doesn't matter. I'm new. I thank God every day for my new identity. The problem with that is if you were in prison, max Security Prison, for three decades and it's it's the rough one the one you don't want to hear stories Mm -hmm. about and you got released that next day after 30 years you might be free but the trauma (laughs) the habits the pain the sleeping on a prison that's all going to be very familiar Mm -hmm. it's going to be in your dna and you might be free from that prison but the habits Everything still remains. Everything has like, been fully transformed, even All Neurolog- the thought patterns, yeah. you know, the the urge to protect you, that all remains. Just because you're free doesn't mean all of your habits and how you form your, your brain and your emotions. It's a
0: process of sanctification. Exactly. Right. And
1: sanctification yeah. really is just... Going so, and one of my favorite quotes is, You can only be as spiritually mature as you are emotionally mature. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You can only be as spiritually mature as you are emotionally mature. Yep. And that means the best thing that you can do is actually emotionally realize that they're given to you, they're a mm-hmm. good thing. And in childhood and teenage years and adult years, God was there. Yeah. And He loves, I think, Holy Spirit loves to go back in that pain absolutely. and visit it and say, Hey, what did I believe here? Mm-hmm. And what's actually true? That's and so how good. Do I Start believing that.
0: That is so good. Yeah, I just think, like, people need to be encouraged that, like, singleness is not wasted. Yeah. And I think, like, we touched on that a little bit, but I just think that there is just this idea that there is, like, this wasted space Mm -hmm. in their life of, like, you know, maybe when I get married, then, like, God will start using me. Or, like, maybe when I get married, then I'll be healed or... I won't struggle with this porn addiction anymore right. or I won't have this problem or my mm-hmm. anxiety will go away or I won't be lonely anymore. or Like we just have like maybe put marriage on this pedestal of like this solves my problems. Right. Yeah. When like the reality of what you guys both said is like if you want marriage to be something that God uses for you to advance the kingdom, mm-hmm. you got to get ahead of it. Right. Work on those things before you get married. Yes. Yeah. Because I think we both, all of and everyone in this room would agree like there's something powerful in marriage. You, Ecclesiastes just talked about the power yeah. of two. And Satan hates marriage. Mm-hmm. Satan hates families. Yeah. Satan hates the success of what happens when two souls can join as one mm-hmm. in the kingdom of heaven. He hates that. Mm-hmm. And he wants to do nothing more than attack that. Mm-hmm. And so even when you get married, he's going to come for you harder. Yeah. Right. So like preparing yourself and doing all the work beforehand is so important. Okay. Last yeah. question uh, for the listeners. We'll let them go. I'm sure some of them are at the gym and their workouts are ending or their drive is almost <laughs> over. Uh-huh. Um, one tip for singles, um, getting ready for marriage, where maybe they're engaged, maybe they're dating. Just mm-hmm. one
1: tip real quick
0: for them. What would you say?
2: You go, babe.
1: I know what you're going to say. So go ahead. No, you say it. I'm going to change you. mine. No, no, you do it. It's so good. It's the best tip ever.
2: The legacy? Yeah, yeah. I would say <laughs> just
1: the T ball, the little
0: lobster. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah.
2: Okay, yeah. I would say, what is the legacy you're going to leave in your singleness? Like, ask yourself that question. And if there is nothing there, like if you, okay, it's a little morbid, but if you died tomorrow, single. What would they say on your tombstone? Would it just mm. be that, like, Kate, she pined after men forever and just wanted to be married? Wow. Like, and died completely and, and died right. without fulfilling that dream. Wow. Like, I think there's so many singles that live in that state of, like, if they died next week, like, they would just have been thinking about marriage this whole time. And I'm like, you don't want that to be the legacy you leave. No way. And I'm not saying you're going to die anytime soon. (laughs) However, when you graduate, quote unquote, not graduate, when you leave this season, there's no graduating. When you leave this season into marriage, if that's part of the journey for you, like what legacy are you leaving as a single? Are you going to be like Paul? Are you going to be like Jesus? Okay, we can all never be exactly (laughs) like Jesus, but... Are you going to live in that those footsteps like what are you going to leave behind that is like hey I'm so proud of that season that I lived so good and like I'm like that is a season that I don't look back and I'm like oh gosh I was just right. so lost I was just so this I was just so that like no this is a season where I may have been lost but I like me But I sought to figure it out and I sought that healing and I turned my life around and I found my godly purpose and I cultivated those rich Mm -hmm. friendships. And if you're getting older and you're listening and you're older right now, like I fostered children, I did this, that, and the other. And I'm so proud that I didn't wait for my life to begin when I was married. Because I feel so many people do. They're like, I'm just going to wait until that next season. Yeah. So, what legacy are you going to leave?
1: So good. Like a retired no, jersey on the wall. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: fire. And honestly, I'll, I'll say, like, that's one of the things that if I would say I'm proud of mm-hmm. what I've done in the last three years of being single, I'd say it's that. Yes. Like, I yes. think I, I, once me and my ex broke up, I decided, like, oh, I'm way too far out of what God has called mm-hmm. me yeah. to. I need to get right. I need to get, like, yeah. centered with Jesus. I need to get back in the will of God in my life. And once I did, it worked on two things intimacy with jesus and then what came out of the intimacy with jesus i no longer was going to wait for a girlfriend for a wife for anything to do what god called me to do i wasn't going to wait anymore so that's probably an encouragement for somebody listening right now like you don't have to wait god's called you to something god has something for your life maybe it's healing even or maybe it's something he wants to do and start through you a dream don't wait
2: yeah like start
0: it Yeah.
1: Because the reality of uh, if you took inventory of your soul and that one thing that you have not gotten healing for, yep, that's not disciplined in God, that yep. you don't have accountability on. Guess what? That's going to come to the surface. Oh yeah, very quickly. <laughs> oh, in yeah. relationships Mar- yes. and marriage, oh, yeah. marriage is a mirror, yeah, and you get wow. to see. You will face. You it. <laughs> get to see everything up close and personal. That's wow. all it is. Marriage is a mirror. Mm. Um, I would probably say I, I want to talk about eternity. But I would probably just say, especially for this age group, you know, if you think about if you were the enemy and you had a single person, you know, I, I just feel so I look back at my singleness and like half the time I spent in the church. I was so distracted mm. by that cute girl. Yeah. Are they raising their hand? Yeah. What are they wearing? Yeah. Did they bring somebody, you know, stalking them on Instagram? Like mm. what's what's going down in their life? yeah, yeah. I was so, That's so distracted many girls <laughs> by the single girl that half yeah. the church services I went to. I, I couldn't even tell you wow. what the pastor talked And more importantly, when I did go out with them, not leaving them better than I found them. So I would just say my big thing is if you were the enemy and you had a big group of single Christians in front of you who wanted to be hungry for God, the number one battlefield that could cause the most chaos— confusion, disruption, comparison, theft of joy, relationship killing, is dating. Mm. So just know the battlefield you're walking into. Like this is either a great battlefield to glorify God, to grow closer to him, to do it with community, to do it well, or it could be the inverse. It, It could be the biggest distraction, the biggest killer of joy, the biggest thief it could be the greatest battlefield in your life to just distract you and destroy any spiritual formation and advancement of God's plan in your life. Mm
2: -hmm. Wow. And we love dating. Like we talk talk about dating all the time, but I love that you're saying that like if if you're dating with the wrong intention, it's going to become that.
0: I love that saying. I actually heard somebody say that the other day, like, Oh, my hope is I'm dating this girl. And if it doesn't work out, it's okay. I just want to leave her better than I found her. Yes, yes. I like got teary eyed. I like he's a good friend of mine, but I'd never heard someone say that Mm -hmm. before. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, you just put like words to like what I have been like most excited for to date, like in this next season of my life.
1: Imagine if Christian women the number one goal. Imagine if they left relationships more encouraged, like not wounded. More, yeah, overjoyed, yeah, that great Christian yeah. man
0: exists. Yeah, like you honored her in every single way. Yeah, yeah, because I met your ability. him. Yeah, like, you're
2: not no, perfect, no. but yeah, I mean, the if you made could. mistakes, yeah. you humbled yourself, yeah. you yeah. apologized, you admitted to it. Right. You know, like even that example, I'd be like, I'm so impressed by single men that did that. Yeah, time, yeah. You know.
0: Well, that's that's huge. Well, guys, yeah. thanks for coming on. Can you tell listeners what's coming up next for you guys? What you got going on? Any conferences?
2: We do have a conference coming up. We're announcing it. it? No, we can't announce it yet. We're announcing it this month. Yeah, this podcast is
0: going to come out in two weeks.
2: Okay, so this month we are announcing where it's going to be, when it's going to be September. Well, mid August, we're announcing.
1: Oh, Okay, yeah. <laughs> I got my dates wrong. It's almost August, bro. That's so uh, funny. I was like, we're in August. <laughs>
2: well, so we do have a next conference coming up. We're so excited about yeah. it. It's going to be amazing. Nice.
1: So, and we're doing a season right now on Red Flags. It's yes, red Flags versus Deal breaker. It's go. fun.
2: We're having you on the show. Actually. Come on. We're on gonna that gonna talk Let's about go. That. go. We're, gonna we're gonna talk, talk about, about dating. New lukewarm or non-Christian. I'm excited. It'll I'm excited to talk fun. about it. I'm excited. Can't
0: wait. For listeners, all of their links will be below in the description. Uh, you can go to heartofdating.com yep. for all your stuff.
2: Yes, everything. They do either. awesome
0: conferences. You guys even do like mixers and stuff, don't you?
2: We do sometimes. And we also do an awesome, like, intensive mentorship program intensive mentorship. called School of Dating. Yeah. yeah. Not for intensive. the pain of heart. Yeah, some of you guys need it. If you're single, yeah. Yeah, some of you guys need it. No, but yeah. for real,
0: guys, thanks for coming on. Thank awesome you. to have you. We'll have to run a part two. Yeah. At some point, have you guys back? Yeah. Let's do it. Anytime. All right, guys. Uh, well, <laughs> thanks, listeners, for, for listening and watching. We'll catch you in the next one. Let's go.
1: Hey there, it's Carly Mercoulier, host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.